Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Portuguese Table podcast. This is Maria Lawton, and Angela and I are here today. I know it's been a, a little bit of time that we haven't spoken to you, but we've had a lot of things happening to us, and this isn't our normal podcast that we're doing today, but one we feel we need to do for our listeners. And it's something that really is about Angela and And I think it's best to have Angela begin the podcast. And Angela, are you there, sweetie? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You're here. You? Yeah, it's um, it's been a while. It's been a while. It has. Um, you know, and it's it's been a while. And we've, you know, I I need to say, and I think Angela feels the same way. Uh, a thank you to everyone who yes. listens to our podcast. Very much. Yeah, the comments have been really sweet and encouraging and I appreciate it very much. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a, a type of thing where, you know, this is not a very easy thing to talk about. And we could have, um, I think we could have just started interviewing people and not talked about it, but I think we need to talk about it. Yeah. I, I have to say, I mean, and I have no idea where this podcast is going to go. I've clearly never done one like this before. I mean, I think the closest I've gotten is when we talked about my dad passing a while back, but I just felt like it would be weird if we just all of a sudden started publishing again and never addressed what happened or how I'm feeling because I think people will probably notice a difference in my demeanor. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm certainly not as happy, you know? Right. <laughs> that's going to happen a lot throughout this. That's okay. And that's okay. Um, And that's okay, honey. And so I just felt like it would be, I don't know, disingenuous or weird. I don't know. Just, yeah, I felt like no. I needed to do this first before we moved forward with everything else. And, oh, I, I understand. You know, I, you know and I, I think um, it's personally, you know, I have dealt with people passing in my life, but I've never dealt with a passing of my own child. and. There are, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people out there who have. I know. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a thing that is every parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, so for you being able to do this, I have to say how much I love you even more <laughs> and how and how brave it is to talk about it because a lot of times people don't want to talk about it. You know, yeah. they, um, it's just very, you know, within family and very close friends and, and that's, and that's it, you know? Yeah. Well, so, I've always and, been an open book, <laughs> whether that's well, a good or bad well, thing. <laughs> that's the thing about you and I, we are both open books, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, there are, there are times where I think, oh my goodness, maybe I should close that book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I think there are some family members that feel that this should all remain private and, and I can understand that perspective, but two things. One, I've joined a couple of Facebook groups of parents that have lost children and both adult children, but then there are, there are a few, I hate to say it, of parents that have lost babies, right. Or infants, or even up to, you know, two, three years old and, hearing their stories and them sharing and going public with it has helped me quite a bit personally. And so 
I kind of want to pay it forward and and share my experience and what has helped me because I know that there are people in our community that have gone through this because some of them have reached out to me and for the ones that haven't reached out, you know, that are struggling and have nowhere to go if they hear this and even if it helps them get through just one day. Yeah. I think that that is helpful because it's so easy to get just mired into the sadness and spiral down and, and right. You know, it's hard to get out of it. So that was the first thing. The second thing is even if our audience is only 300 people or whatever, it's, I I just feel a responsibility to those 300 people. And I know it's much bigger than that, but just as an example. And so those, that's for me, the, the two reasons why I wanted to do that. And also, you know, it's, it's not anything to be ashamed of no. for me and to not talk about it or not address it almost feels like pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't ever want that to be the case. No, because yeah. he, he absolutely, I mean, do you, do you want to share the whole story or of what happened or is that going to be too hard for you? Um, I mean, it's not a big story really because we still don't know what happened and I, I can summarize it in 30 seconds. Um, okay. I, I dropped him off at his daycare. Let's, let, was, let's name him. Let's give him his name. That's thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, I dropped off Alshant at his daycare yeah. at about eight o'clock in the morning. He was happy and healthy and fine. No problem. And then by 11 o'clock, we were getting phone calls from the hospital emergency room. And I was on a call for work. In fact, I was running a webinar. And there are probably some people listening to this podcast that were on this webinar and sort of heard things go down because I had to essentially get on the webinar and say, I'm sorry, but there's detectives at my door and I have to go with them. So we have to stop the webinar. Oh my goodness. And uh, so, yeah, so detectives came to our door and are you Angela Samos? Do you have a son that's in daycare here in Fremont? You have to come with me right now. So I did. And of course, you know, the worst goes through your mind. And I got to the hospital and the worst was confirmed and Adrian was already there. And, and the Alexandre was, they were still doing chest compressions, but he, he was gone. And mm-hmm. apparently she put him down for a nap. And when she went to check on him, he was unresponsive. Uh, and the investigation is still ongoing. It's just in terms of we're still waiting for toxicology to come right. back. So we don't know the cause. We do know that they ruled out SIDS and they ruled out any foul play. So it was nothing that the daycare woman did or didn't do. Um, so we're still waiting. All we know how, is that. How long is that going to take, Angela? How long do they tell, say that's going? I mean, and that's holding a family for yeah. closure. That is, oh, yeah. you know, they said it could take six months, six to nine months, they said. And, and I've, I've heard from parents on some of those Facebook groups that have been waiting over a year. Wow. That is, yeah. so, and I get it. I understand that that office is, has, you know, to rule out and go through so many different things, but it's a very, it's, it's just something where you, you can't move forward. It, it, it keeps you in that same spot without closure of knowing this is how, this is what happened. 
you know, instead of living through your head going, I wonder if it was this, I wonder if it was that, if I had done this, if I had done that, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. um, that's a, that's a very horrible position to be put in. Right. Cause there's, like you said, there's the constant wondering. Um, and then if, you know, if it was some undetected disease or condition, then it's like, oh my God, does our daughter have it? You right. Know, do we know to, do we need to go get her checked? You know? And so, so, and so that's what happened. I mean, I went from having a happy, healthy little baby boy who just turned nine months the night before huh. to seeing him lying on a gurney in the hospital. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think back to that day and it's, it's everything you would imagine in a movie scene, hmm. you know, just hospital staff staring and very reverent me as a mom going completely ballistic and hysterical. And, yeah. um, and then the, the police, you know, questioning us, not because they thought we did anything. Cause obviously we weren't even there. <laughs> right. Yeah. But just asking us the questions that they had to ask us. And, and since that day, it's been like, is this real? Like, right. am I like, is this some sort of alternate reality? Like, right. it's just, the, it's the weirdest. And I hate to use the word weird because it sounds like such a meaningless word, but I don't really under. It's almost know. an out of body experience. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you're looking and now you're looking at yourself, looking at it happening. And that is um, usually comes with trauma. And usually when someone has been through with something very traumatic, that is how they look at it because it's too much to, you know, be in it all over again. It's, it's way too much. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. So for when you, so you have to look at it as an outsider looking in, does that make sense? Yeah. And I guess it sort of feels like that. It just also feels like, how is this my reality? Like how, right. how do you get here? You know, you, and I, and I guess you just, you never imagined that it's you, right? You right. see horrible stories on the news. You see horrible story or you hear about horrible stories of, you know, a friend of a friend or something like that, but never, 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 ever do you think that it's going to be you. And it's just, um, it's a horrible, horrible place to be. Yeah. You know, during, during this time, you know, Angela and I, you know, I always, I always seem to call you at the time you need to me to call you, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's a, a type of thing where I'm like, Oh, I'm thinking of Angela. It's, you know, and of course I think of her often, but it was like some moments in my life. I, you know, I'd be wherever and I'd be like, Oh, I got to call Angela. I've got to call her. And then I call her and it's like, Oh, hi, honey. How are you? And she's like, I'm having a bad day, you know? And uh, I'm having one of those days or, Oh my God, you know, I'm just, I had a good day yesterday, but today is awful. And I, and I think, um, you know, it's, it's a type of thing where, you know, there are the good days and the bad days. And I think that all comes with mourning with the loss and the question of, you know, of, you know, how did this freaking happen? Yeah. And that'll be something that'll keep going until we have those specific answers. 
And my hope is that those answers come faster, um, you know, than a year. A year is too long. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, um, there's, there's the reality that they'll come back and, and rule it as unexplained, you know? Um, oh, my goodness. Which, you know, unfortunately, how many kids die of SIDS every year? And And something I discovered that is even more horrible is that there is a SIDS for older kids. So everybody feels like, oh, you know, once you've gotten past the six month mark or the year mark. See, I thought that too. SIDS is no longer an issue, right? No, there is something called sudden unexplained death in childhood. And so you have these beautiful little two-year-old, three-year-olds that go down for their nap and don't wake up and it's unexplained. And it's the same thing for SIDS. I've learned this since being on these groups. And um, I never, ever knew that. It's scary. It is scary. And it just reinforces that, you know, there are so many wonderful things that come with being a parent. But one one of the worst things is that you just worry for the rest of your life. You know, that something yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, you can't live in fear. And I'm really trying not to live in fear because yeah. otherwise we're holed up in our house and we never do anything and we, you know, never have, never experienced life. But, but it's a reality that every day you're faced with, what if something happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? You know? and, and the other thing about uh, death, any death, any close death, it affects the family as a whole. Yes. It affects siblings, it affects marriages, it affects close family ties, it affects it's a broad stroke there how it affects. Yeah. And and not everyone is able to process what's going on. A lot of people become numb and don't want to process it. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of beautiful and wonderful families that fall apart because mm-hmm. of such a major thing like that. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's something that we've talked about in making sure that our families are always mm-hmm. in open communication, mm-hmm. always being very forthright and open about how we're feeling, how everything, what's going on in our head that we right. vocalize it. Right. And, and that's really, truly important to make that, um, you know, to continue. Well, to it get- is because everybody also agrees differently. Correct. And even, and even if you are, but if you're communicating, at least you can be understanding of others' process, yeah. right? Yeah. That, okay, because honestly, it's like, you know, one day I'm crying and Adrian's fine. The next day, he's having a bad day, and I'm okay. And I will say, on a side note, you talk about good days and bad no- bad days. There are days where you're seemingly okay, you know, and then and then you think, why was I okay today? Huh. And then and then you think, just in general, why am I not just curled up in bed crying every day, you know? why am I not completely falling apart? Mm. And because I lost my child, I lost a baby. How does that happen? That should completely break me. I should be in a insane asylum right now, you know? Yeah. And and there's that. And then again, you read some of the comments from other moms and dads on these groups and they're they're feeling the same way. And there's many reasons why we're not right. Right. 
we have other children that we have to move, keep going for, right? Right, absolutely. Um, we don't want to, you know, force our other children to be sad, you know, because Aurelia is actually doing quite well with it. Um, yeah. She has age on her side, and, you know, at her age, the idea that, you know, Elishan's in heaven, I'm going to see him someday. Right. It's not as far away for her in her mind as it is for us. Yeah. You know, like her concept of 50 years from now. <laughs> I know. But how years wonderful is not, uh, yeah, she how wonderful no is that? that means. And it's, yeah, it's a blessing for her because it really is. She also, you know, I have to say, I think going to Catholic school has helped because they do talk a lot about heaven and, and God's gifts and things like that. And so from day one, she was, it was very matter of fact for her that oh, she's in heaven with Papa and, um, but he's always here with me, you know, and then if we see a butterfly or we see a dragon of anything, oh, it's Elishan's, he's coming to say hi, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's so sweet. innocent. It's, you know, it's like and heart, it's sweet, sweet and heartbreaking. Yeah. Time, you know, you know, what do they say out of the mouth of babes? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's so innocent. She's just yeah. so innocent in that, yeah. but she's saying what truly is in her heart, which is a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And if she is comforted by it and she, you know, isn't completely broken and saddened by it, then, you know, God bless her because she won't have the, she won't carry that trauma with her Correct. throughout life, Correct. you know, and, and who knows, she may get to be age 13 and all of a sudden it hits her that, oh my God, I used to have a baby brother and he's no longer here. I have no idea, but right. In the meantime, we're, we're, you know, we're keeping a very close eye on her, but she's doing great. But, you know, everybody grieves differently. Some people get to anger right away. Some people like me stay in the sadness phase for a really long time. Um, but then <laughs> there's a name for everything here during these days. It's hilarious. So people that, you know, go to work again, you know, leave the house, you get dressed, you start to get involved with things again and blah, 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 blah. So apparently we're called high functioning grievers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Not, you to know, make, not to make light of it, but that is the term that's being No, it's not. Is no. it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I think that would probably explain someone like yourself as well, Maria, because, you know, we are, I don't know, type A personality, like you got to keep moving forward. You got to yeah. just do it. You know, there's work to be done. There's things to do, you know, we, yeah. and, and then for me, let, let's be completely transparent. I'm a consultant. So if I don't work, I don't get paid and right. we right. have bills to pay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went, I took a month off, which was really hard for us, but I, I felt I needed that time. And now I'm, back to work. Not a hundred percent. I only have, you know, one of my clients, but, um, doing all lots of other stuff and yeah, it's, you, ha you have to, and I have to say it, it is helpful to get your mind out of the rut. Yeah. Sometimes. It's a good distraction. Yeah, it is. Um, it is good to do that. Um, you know, it's funny. We, we would, uh, one of the conversations we had, we talked about grieving differently and having, you know, and it's, it's wonderful how, you know, there's some people out there who feel the need, and I'm just putting it out there, who feel the need, they need to tell someone who's grieving how to grieve. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. 
don't Please do that. Don't do that. No. You know, it's, it's a type of thing where, you know, when everyone carries their own grief, everyone, everyone carries their own grief in completely different way. And if you feel that, you know, grieving is, you know, you, you cry, you get this, you get it over with, you know, whatever, or, you know, you're going to stay in it for the rest of your life. Those are two completely different ways of handling grief, but neither one should be told to someone who's grieving that Mm -hmm. that is the way to grieve if you're grieving, because um, we all have our own path. Right. And we know our be- ourselves the best. And, and like you said, yeah, you and I are very similar in that, you know, it's, you know, life has to go on. Yeah. It's, we have, we have children. Um, we have a life. We have, we have work. We have a husband. We have, you know, it's, we have to be all of those things to everyone all over again. Um, well, and I think, you know, so a couple of things, one, I, people say things, I think out of, not knowing what to say. So just whatever comes out of their mouth comes out of their mouth. And I, my advice would be that if you have never gone through this or if you've never had any kind of loss and, and I will say even not to, not to compare losses, but you know, Oh, you know, my, my brother died. I know how you feel that you say to somebody that's lost their baby. Hmm. It's different. It's different. different. Yeah. And I'm not, and again, not to belittle the loss of a brother, but it's just, it's incredibly different. So I would say, first of all, if you don't know what to say, pick up your phone and Google what, what to say to a grieving parent or what not to say to a grieving parent. And right. I promise you there will be like a hundred articles that come up with like top 10 things not to say, here's, you know, five things you should say. Right. And and at a minimum, all you have to say, really, literally, you don't have to say anything else is, I'm so sorry. If there's you know anything I can do, please let us know. That's all you have to say. Right. We're not, we don't have an explanation. We know there's no explanation. So we're not expecting anybody to try and figure it out for us or make us feel better. You know, there's yeah. not, I don't, people shouldn't feel like they're expected to say something helpful or insightful. That's, that's not really, mm. you don't have to feel that kind of pressure at all because we know, you know, as, as the parent uh, who has lost that there's, there's nothing that makes it better, you know? And, and sometimes it's just good to be heard to let someone just let you vent. Yeah, and, that too. <laughs> and, and have that other person just be quiet and let that person and let whoever it is that's grieving just vent. Yeah. And the other, the other thing too, is um, when we are having an okay day or we from the outside look like, Oh, she's doing pretty good. Or like, she doesn't even look like she lost a kid. Like she should be crying. She should be a mess. She should be whatever. (sighs) Um, You know, luckily no one has said that to me and I hope I never have to hear it. it. Um, You know, again, I have seen posts from other parents on these groups that people have said really awful things to them. And, um, you know, maybe you caught them on an okay day and you know what? They deserve an okay day because they've had a lot. Absolutely. They've had a lot of shitty days. And so, I think think anyone who says that really is a, 
person who has no empathy. I, I really do. I, I mean, yeah. for anyone to say that, to actually say that, I'm thinking more about it. I think, you know, uh, there'd be plenty of people who would go down their throats to say something like that. Well, I think it's natural. Well, I think it's natural for, okay. And it's natural for people to judge period. It's, I think as Portuguese, we have like an extra judgment <laughs> DNA gene. <laughs> and so, you know, do you think so? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we just went to Legoland. We yeah. took Aurelia to Legoland with, with a friend and uh, her parents. And it was a getaway because we needed a break and she, you know, she really wanted to go have fun. And so someone might see pictures of us at Legoland and think, Oh, look, they just lost their son, but they're already going on vacation or whatever. And not again, not to say that anybody has said that to me, but yeah. somebody may see posts on Facebook and think that. Right. And I would just say, you never know what the person is going through or what they need. And people always put on Facebook their best case scenario or oh, their best absolutely. day, right? So, I mean, I know it's hard not to judge, but don't, and it's not good to judge, period. But especially in a situation where someone has lost a child, a parent, a spouse, a sibling, whatever, you know, just keep your judgment to yourself. If you If it happens to pop in your mind, okay, that's human nature, but really, please, truly keep your judgment to yourself because you don't go home with that person. You're not in their head. You, you're not in their heart. You have no idea what they're going through. They may be smiling in the picture and then turn around and go cry. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a type of thing. And, and here we go again. The thing for social media, I mean, let's put that for example, it, you're right. Everyone puts in their best, you know, you go through all your pictures to pick the best ones to post. You, yeah. you, you try to put all, you know, your happy things going on in life on your page because, you know, again, uh, this is what you want to share. This is what you want to share. But when you're out and about with family and especially after all, all that your family has gone through, again, you have a young daughter. Yeah. You have a little girl who you know, the, the world does not end for her. It, no. it just, this is now something where, you know, life continues and it has to continue mm -hmm. and it's got to, because it's it from no fault of her own. So it's, it's a type of thing where your family is going to continue to make life like, like it's back to where it used to be for, even oh. if it's just a small little time. Mm -hmm. And and where you can have those beautiful memories that the three of you can create as a family, that is needed now more than ever. I think. Yeah. Because now those are the memories you want to create. You know what I mean? And for those that would look at that picture and say, "Hey, look at her. She looks great now." You know, I don't give a shit who the hell says that. <laughs> I don't because if they're saying that, then shame on them. That they're petty people. I'm sorry. I could give. You know, this is, we'd have these private conversations, folks, and, and Angela would be sharing a little bit more than she is sharing right now. And that was my answer always back to her. Who gives a shit what other people think or say? Because in the long run, they're not responsible for anything that has to do with your family, in right. your home, and right. that is it. 
they can all go pound sand for all I care. (laughs) And, you know, and that is the way we have to think of it, folks. You know, we're not here for others in a way of making them happy for all the things that, you know, the uncomfortable moments in our life. Mm -hmm. It's not our job to make them feel comfortable. Guess what, folks? Life can be messy. Life can be hurtful. And life can cause a lot of destruction and and, and just a whole bunch of things that aren't pretty. And if you can't deal with that, then you know what? Keep moving. Don't tell me what you think that I should feel or I should look or whatever. Right. And I mean, I don't want to say that I'm I'm perfect. I mean, I, I, I I inherited the judgment DNA as well. And things have passed through my mind, but every, you know, with each, um, I guess with each tragedy that has happened in my life, the first being the loss of the twins, yeah, then losing my dad and now losing Alishant. It's like with each of those, it's such a huge reminder, almost like someone like slapped you upside the head and said, Hey, give it a rest, you know? And it's, it's a reminder to, you know, even driving down the road, I find myself not having as much road rage because you know what, maybe the person that cut me off is in a hurry to get to somebody that's sick. Right. Or they had a bad day. They just got fired or something. You know, you just, you never know. Now, of course there are going to be a times when people are just jerks <laughs> for no reason. Right. But even, even then, you know, maybe their mother didn't hug them enough as a kid. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not, and trust me folks, I'm not a, a, a bleeding heart. I don't, you know, I'm not like a, uh, Oh, everybody should just be free and do what they want. What I'm saying is I'm, I'm trying not to let my mind be mired and brought down by lots of like negative comments and judgment and like, Oh, that person. And Oh my God, what can you believe that? And because I just, life is too short, it's too short, life but life is too short, but it's even just on a daily basis. You can yeah. easily just get so like, ah, oh, the world's going to hell. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't want to go through life like that. I really don't. No. And, and yeah, I think you and I both had this discussion a long time ago and that is, you know, I really try to surround myself with people who see the glass half full versus half empty. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's just way too easy to go on a downward spiral. If you think that glass is half empty because you always think it's always, you know, it's always negative. Yeah. Everything is yeah. always negative. Everything is always that way. And I, I really, we can't really pick our lives to be that way. It That's just, I think it's just as easy to choose half full as it is to half empty. And I have people in my family who see that glass half empty. Yeah. And I try to tell them, no, it's half full. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, and it's funny because you, you're talking about it choosing, right? Yeah. And someone might say, oh, it's not that simple. And, and cho- making a choice like that isn't simple. It's, it's a hard choice because it takes, it's a daily thing, right? Mm-hmm. You find yourself kind of in a bad mood, getting angry or whatever, but you're choosing not to have bad reactions and you're choosing to just let it go. And, you know, there are certain 
like moments in life, whether it's somebody said something to me or I read something or an experience that has stuck with me and like taught me lessons in life. And along these lines of making a choice, I will never forget one thing that a friend of mine on Facebook wrote. I will not use her name, but you know, she and her husband had a lot of struggles conceiving. And I, and I think at, at some point they just said, you know, we're accepting the fact that we're never going to have kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember she posted something on Facebook with a picture of them saying, choosing to be happy has made all the difference. Yeah. Choosing to be happy despite the fact that their dream of children may never come true. Now they have gone on to have two beautiful children and who knows, maybe it's because they let go of the stress and the negativity right. associated with the struggles, right? That they were able right. to conceive. But her comment about choosing to be happy has made all the difference. And it's absolutely true. It absolutely is true. And I, and it's, that applies to so many things in life. Um, and even through this process of, you know, where losing someone, especially a child, would make you be angry with God or, turn on your faith or anything like something like that. Uh, and, I, and I want to get preachy, but I found myself going the other way. Yeah. And kind of exploring what it means to, you know, when you, when you hear people say, Oh, I'm putting it in God's hands and letting him, letting him handle it. I never knew what that really meant. Like, what does that mean? Did you just say that? And, and now, you know, he's taking care of it and, you know, say la, whatever happens, happens. Like, you know, people say things with regards to, to faith or God, and I'm just like, that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't understand what that means. And I'm kind of getting at least that particular saying now because I clearly can't control some things that happen in our lives, what happens to my children. I can make sure they're clean, fed, dressed well, taken to the doctor when they get sick, uh, all these things, right? But something out of the clear blue sky, unfortunately, it might happen and that I would never be able to prevent no matter how hard I tried. So instead of living in fear, it's this, you know, I'm trusting that whether it's God or the universe, I'm trusting that whatever happens is happening. I don't want to say it's part of a plan because again, that concept doesn't make sense to me either right now, but it's happening because it's supposed to happen or meant to happen for whatever bizarre, horrible reason that's only going to make sense 50 years from now. I don't know. But if I live in fear and try to prevent it, I'm going to miss out on a whole lot more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think by you saying, you know what, I'm, I am putting it in his hands. I have to let this go. Because sometimes it's just too heavy for us to bear, yeah. And 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 I think I think we all real uh, the people who are listening who who know there have been moments in their life where things are just too much for them that you can't bear it. You have to be able to say, "I have mm-hmm. to put it in His hands." And whether that His hands is Buddha, it's Allah, it's Christ, it's mm-hmm. Whoever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, being able to put it into their hands, into a higher power, into their hands, yeah. because we can't handle it alone. But I, I think, I think there, many of us 
understand absolutely that feeling of not being able to carry it all ourselves. And it is something, it is, it is, it is important. It is important to realize that Mm -hmm. and know that you have to, because you have to continue with life. And we said this before, life is much too short. Every day is a gift as a parent, as a wife, as a sister, um, you know, I've got to make sure that everyone knows that they're loved, that I say what I need to say, mm-hmm. because I don't want ever to come back one day and say, oh, I should have done this. Yeah. I yeah. should have said that, you yeah. know, um, because, you know, I could go tomorrow. I could mm-hmm. go tomorrow, Angela. Mm-hmm. I could not wake up tomorrow morning. Um, but I know in my heart that I've done the best I've could. And I, and I think that's the only way we can go to bed at night and sleep. I, I really do, is do well, it the best a, we can. Very, um, I mean, what a healthy and I don't want to say, I don't know if happy is the word, but what a, what a great place to be, you know, to know that every day you've, you've done your, your best, you've communicated your love to those who you love most. Um, and that you were just the best person that you could be. Yeah. I will yeah. have my off days. I will. Have oh, sure. <laughs> sure. I will have them, but yeah, it, it's something that, you well, know. even there were even people on this earth that didn't like Jesus. Right. And he was, you know, apparently the last perfect person on this earth. So that's, yes, you know, that's right. not everybody loved Jesus. Not everybody's going to love me. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's, um, it's a really great point. And I think I said this about, you know, in the podcast with my dad that I, I don't regret. I, I don't feel like there was anything left that I could have done or should have done yep. that I didn't do. You know, I, would I like to have taken him to Portugal one more time? Sure. But, you know, he did go to port. We did take him there once already and he had a great time. And, you know, with Elshan, it's going to be, it's more about now the things that we'll never experience with him. Right. You know, he celebrated his first birthday in heaven Yeah. Uh, at Legoland. He'll never go to Legoland with us. Yeah. Um, but you know, but I loved, I loved the fact that you did have a birthday cake for him and you did take that day to celebrate him because he was here. He, he, yeah. you know, and I, and I know that there's, um, you know, again, there are people who will think that's a great idea. There's some that are like, uh, I don't think so. But I think it is. I think that's mm-hmm. part of the healing. I, I think that's part of it, to remember them on their birthday. Right. Well, for me, it was. For me, it was something that I really felt I had to do, um, you know. And it was cute because, you know, Aurelia, she wanted to help. But I was like, well, what do you think we should do? And she always said, whatever, th- whatever you want to do, mommy. And it was kind of like she knew that it was more for me than yeah. anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um. but I'm so glad you did it. I really am. I am. And I think after that, um, you felt good by doing that. You needed to do that, which is wonderful. You know, and um Well, good is relative in that terms. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I felt my duty as a mother, I I could not do something, you know. Like I had to do something on that day. If I hadn't done something, I would have felt like I failed him. So I think it was more about, I felt like I fulfilled my duty as a mom, right? Because if he was here, we would have had a big old party, you know? Right. Um, 
So I had to do something. Uh, but yeah, to your point, not everybody does things like that or, or feel this, it's a good idea. And some people, you know, again, these, I see posts on these groups. Some people do have a party. You know, for us, it was just the three of us at home, you know, quiet. But some people have parties. Even for even for like second, third, like every year, they have a family party. Right. And for them, if that's what, what works for them and keeps them close to their loved one, well, that's what, then that's what they do, you know? Well, you know, I, I hope that those that are listening right now, I, I hope that if any of you are going through loss right now, that by listening to Angela, I mean, literally, you know, tell you exactly what's going on here and it's coming from the heart and you know that it makes a difference to you and i think she said it in the beginning and that is you know it's some people you know you've got to you're dealing with loss and it's some days it's one day at a time yeah. some days it's one hour at a time and some days it's uh, five minutes at a time yeah i hope that this is helping you I hope that um, you realize you're not alone because sometimes when we are in grief, we feel very alone. And, um, and the truth of the matter is there's, there's many of us out there that are grieving and, mm-hmm. uh, and you're not alone. And that's important. That's important to let people know that. And I will say that if, you know, I've in speaking with other angel moms, that there's another term for you, Maria, Oh boy, are, what we are called. Speaking with other angel moms has been really, really helpful for me. Uh, there's actually one here locally that uh, she and I have coffee every now and then. Her son died almost two years ago, so she's a bit further into the process than I am. But you know, going back to the choice thing, you know, she every time we would hear Alicia's name or someone named Alexander, it was almost like ugh, like a punch in the gut. Yeah, and. But when she hears her son's name, it's she. It's him saying hello to her, like, "Oh, hi, I hear you." You know, <laughs> and well, I how said, "Beautiful." And I and I asked her. I said, "How did you get to that point where it didn't hurt to hear his name?" You know. Yeah. And she said, "I just had to change my way of thinking because I, you know, I I couldn't just continue to be crushed every time, right. and and so now, you know, so I've." tried to change my way of thinking like that as well. And, and ever since then we have been getting like more signs, if you will. Right. So I've, I haven't seen a monarch butterfly in 30 years, literally. (laughs) Like I just, I never see them. And I think the only time I saw them was in school and we've seen like five or six in the last Mm -hmm. week, you know, and there's other stories about, you know, seeing a monarch and, and, very specific locations at a specific time and, you know, things like that. And, and, um, you know, Alexander is a very common name, obviously, but you know, when you, we saw five Alexanders yesterday at Legoland, you know, and so it's just one of those things where you kind of think, okay, are you around? Are you saying hi? You wanted to be with us? You know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's just changing your way of thinking, you know? Yeah. And so speaking with her, and other moms has been really helpful. And so I will say if anybody has gone, you know, has lost a child and would like to talk, then I would be more than happy to, to listen or, you know, provide some 
perspective. I, I have no idea what would be helpful, but whatever would be helpful to you, please reach out and I, I'd be happy to do that. Hmm. Because it's it's important to, because it's such a specific thing to go through. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that, you know, it's different than losing a pet. It's different than losing a parent. It's different than yeah. losing your spouse even, which I haven't yeah. gone through. Um, yeah. So, you know, speaking with other moms who have lost children, I think is, is the most helpful, at least in the beginning stages, you know, as you're dealing with that raw yeah. grief. So, yeah. um, and I also will say part of my grieving process is deciding from one minute to the next, what kind of an event I'll go to, you know, yeah. we're, we're coming up on, Fesh the season and do the Portugal and stuff like that. And I, man, I don't know yeah. that I'll, I'll be able to make it in some of those yeah. events because yep, I get it. people with the best of intentions and I, and I don't, I'm not angry or, or fault them for doing or saying anything, but it can be overwhelming. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, I went to a meeting not too long ago where there was like seven people and even then I was literally choking back tears, you know, mm. I'm like, if that is overwhelming, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know. Well, yeah. you know, it's one of you those know, things. It, it's, it's a type of thing where it, it's almost like trial and error. Um, and where your first event is going to be the hardest, I think, because you know what, because people are still going to see you and they're still going to say, I'm sorry for your loss. Yes. And it's, um, and that's and again, appreciated. That's it's appreciated. Yeah. It isn't like it's not, but the thing is, is it's, it's all over again, you know, where there's a part of you sometimes that wants to do certain things to kind of, like you said before, to kind of get yourself out of always being in that. And then when you're around that, that's fine. You know, they start bringing it up, but um, you know, then there's fashions, it's celebrations. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is, you've got to be ready for that. And, and if you're not in a point in your life right now where, you know, you love the idea of it, but guess what? I really don't feel like going to celebrate. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be part of that thing right now. I'm not yeah. ready for that yet. Yeah. Uh, and I think people need to, um, I, I they, they just need to honor that, you know, and understand um, that you're just not ready for, celebrations yet right you'll get there mm -hmm. it'll it'll come but not now not yet mm -hmm. and they have to understand that oh you really do and if and if they don't then exactly you know what i said before i mean <laughs> i don't think i need to go down that road because right. i get all i get all mad when i hear that right right, right. Oh. but um yeah it's just i mean oh my god i you know how do you, how do you get here? How do we get here, Maria? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I know, honey. I'm sure there's a lot of there's people out there asking themselves the same question. And so anyway, I, I don't know if this podcast was just more of a venting session or if it was helpful or or what. You know, but I, I, I am going back. Hope, hope, hopefully, I didn't totally bump someone out. <laughs> I know <laughs> for the rest of the day, you know, I, I think again, this is something where I think it needed to be done. And I think you're absolutely right. I, I think we're, 
we've always been very honest with our our listeners. I was going to say our viewers. Maybe one day we'll be on TV. <laughs> Maybe one day. But uh, but you know, we've always been very honest with them. We've we've always shared everything, and sometimes more than what we think we should. <laughs> but that's okay. That's all right. And uh, but you know, I I think you're right. You know, this this, and it had to be up to you. It had to you had to feel comfortable for it. And uh, you know, it's really. It's really so sweet. And I know you mentioned it in the beginning, just how sweet our listeners are and the people who found who follow us on social media. You know, there when I I wrote um on the page, our Facebook page, you know, hi guys, we haven't forgotten you, but you know, just you know, we're taking our time and when you know Angela's ready, you know, we'll we'll start again. You know, and the majority of everybody was like, Oh my goodness, don't even think about it. We're here, we're waiting. Mm-hmm. Just you take, you know, Angela needs to heal. Angela needs to take care of herself. We absolutely understand. So I, I, for those people, especially for those, especially that really are waiting to hear from you, especially, you know, um, and I, I think it needed to be done for them. It needed to be done. Right. Um, and so I, um, my thing in this is that I know that there's, there'll be someone out there listening to this and this is going to help them also and that they're not alone. That is my, that is my feeling on it. And, and like Angela said, if, if any of you are going through the same thing that Angela is going and you need to reach out and talk to someone, she's there. Um, ooh, and so is her dog. And uh, <laughs> I'm surprised mine hasn't been barking away, but you know, we've reached our, our time right now where you know, I, I know. I was actually. So, I was wondering if we would go the full hour. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I thought didn't for know. sure we were just going to do like thirty minutes, and it was going to be yeah. done. Should have known better between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. Talk it, talk it, talk it, talk it. Well, <laughs> we do like to talk. Like hence to... the podcast idea. Right. right. <laughs> but but, but um, I, I I don't also want to thank you, Maria, for being so um, supportive and understanding. I just love you. And, you know, I, I love your beautiful family and, you know, we all, all of us here and my family and the Lawton family have been praying and, oh, and just surrounding you with love all the way from the East coast. And, um, but you know, it's, I, I do want to take this opportunity to, to thank everybody who has, uh, sent cards, sent masses, sent gifts, you know, little remembrances with his name, pictures. Um, I'd like to thank Palkus for setting up the scholarship in his name and everybody that has donated to that scholarship that was beyond anything I I ever thought um, would happen. It was really, really um, amazing. And just, um, just uh, I just wanted to publicly say thank you to everybody because the outpouring really has been has been amazing and we've all very much appreciated it. So thanks everybody. That's beautiful. Well, with that, I think we're going to end it. You know, uh, again, thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, We hope we helped. And in all this, the next time Angela and I get together, we're going to be talking about some other amazing Portuguese person who's out there that you need to know about. Mm -hmm. And uh, because let me tell you, there's so many. Uh, our list is getting bigger and bigger and we can't wait till we share those stories with you as well with a, um, with a heavy heart. We thank you, Angela, for sharing. 
and we wish you and your family always the best. And um, thank you. Yeah. Sending you lots of love, baby. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.